But clearly, we have a tank of water in front of us. And today is a baptism Sunday, and it's a guy's day out today. We've got four, four guys getting baptized today. So excited about that. This is one of our favorite times, favorite Sundays. One of the compliments that someone gave uh, one time, they said, this day captures everything. Every characteristic of Christ's way, everything we believe in, the stuff we celebrate, the connection, the family, even just the way I told some of the guys that I was talking to about baptism, it, it's going to feel like a hug. This is out here on purpose. Some of the folks in this room got baptized in that drum cage. It just felt like we were in Brazil out here, like a long way, like you know, you're know, you radioing in. It just felt far away. And I was baptized in a tank like that, far away. And I just wanted it to be right here. Because we just surround each other. We care about your story. We care about who you are. And uh, today is a day of great celebration. Buried with him in baptism to be raised to newness of life. One of my favorite, one of my favorite passages about baptism, it says, we are clothed with Christ. In fact, this week, this, last week and this week, we're reading out of Galatians. And it's Galatians chapter 3. It says, we are clothed with Christ through baptism. So I love that. Uh, let's get her going. Houston. No problem. Come on, Houston. My name is Houston, and I'm 14 years old. I'm getting baptized today because I want to know God more. I have seen what the Lord has done for my mom, and I want that too. I'm thankful, for the, thankful the Lord has brought me home to my mom. I'm getting baptized to show God how thankful I am for what he has done for me. God has healed me from so much already. I can't hardly wait to see what he has in store for my future in him, Christ Jesus. Acts 2.38 and the New King James Version says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, the place that I work and where Houston lives is really close. So I'll be walking out of the, out of the job, and I'll hear, Andy. And there he is, sneaking up on me from all kinds of different ways. Man, I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad you're pursuing Jesus. And something that I hope you can appreciate, but I'm guaranteeing you that almost everybody in here really appreciates, is that you're getting baptized now, at your age right now. You're doing this in front of these people right now. And it's the connection right now that will keep you when you're 16, and when you're 19, and when you're 25, and this is the kind of thing where we do this publicly because I want all these people to know. And you'll benefit when they know. Because they'll pray for you and they'll see you and you can mention it and they'll mention it to you. I was there that day you decided. Decided to make Jesus the one. Proud of you, pal. Thank you. Yeah. Step here, step there. We have a special guest baptizing you today, my friend. So if you'll step in there and put your feet underneath that. How's the water? Yeah. 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 So, if you'll put your hand right here, 
and the other hand right here, that'll help Mindy, and she can play you back. I'm going to just say a couple things, okay? So I'm grateful for your faith. That's where it all starts. Baptism doesn't start it. This is because you already have faith in Jesus. You already know who he is. He's already changing your life, and we're celebrating that today. But from this moment, when you get, when you get baptized, you get buried in baptism. Here's what the scripture says. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And it's how you see stuff. So I bless you with that. And the passage you read from Acts chapter 2, may you receive the Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Let it be so. Baptize you into the name of the Lord and the body of Christ. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. All right, now I got to get to work. Here he comes. I'm Brian McMullen, and I have had a drug problem since I could remember. And I've been in and out of jail most of my years. And this last time, I lost everything family, kids, etc. When I had no hope of faith in me, I prayed and asked God to give me my last chance to prove I want a better life. And I turned my life over to him now. And since I prayed, everything has been coming together. How he has blessed me, and I'm ready to live for God and start a new chapter in my life with my family, my kids, and next step, have helped me in ways I never thought was possible. I'm forever grateful that I came to Next Step and God placed me here to have a better life. So thank you everyone and Next Step and my dad Johnny and my stepmom Debbie for always being there at my lowest point in life. I'm ready to turn my life to God today awesome. for a better life. Good. Y'all don't have to take pictures from a mile away. You're welcome to come up. Or you're welcome to stay there. Whatever you want to be comfortable with. So, Johnny and Debbie are here. They're here to see this beautiful moment. And your sister's here too, right? Yeah. And your brothers and sisters are here. The room's full of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah dude. Yeah. And you buy into Jesus, but you buy into the body. There's this whole body comes around you and what Melinda read about last chance is my last chance you know what's going on? At, at, when she read that last chance I immediately said first chance because it just all starts over right here yeah how many of us know scripture says this the mercies of God knew every <laughs> People crying all over the room right now because he said that. You're not the only one here, man. We know the mercy of God, and it's new every single morning. And a lie, a lie that could be told you, 
is that you're the only one needed every day. And we all need it every day. Except what Shannon said is we're not afraid of it. We celebrate it. We celebrate the fact that we need it every day. We don't even try to change that. We remain in step one, right? I need a savior. Man, I love that you've made this decision today. Hop in there, pal. Uh, Right up here. Step one, two, and then hop in. Houston's name tag got baptized as well. (laughs) Yeah, put your feet right under there, buddy. Oh, is your watch okay? Okay. Got my, got, my, got my support team over here on the side making sure we're all set. Man, it's a big day. You ever done this before? Little, right? It means more today. I know it does. And the redemption, that, that purpose and that stuff, that's redemption. And so I'm going to tell you right now, and I've told you when we've talked through the week, the things that people think keep them out of serving God are the very things that the Lord uses to open doors in people. Because you're not talking from that old man anymore. You're talking from this new place. Redemption, redeemed, new. Yeah. Proud of you, man. You put your hand over your nose. Brian, I love you, pal. Proud of you, man. And I baptize you into Christ. Old things passed away, all things become new. Thank you so Look at this guy, man. I love you, dude. Hallelujah. That's awesome, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> good work, good work. That's awesome. Come on, Bob. Okay, Devin, here we go. Let me give you this, buddy. Thank you. My name is Devin Michael Conwell. I'm 32 years old, and I have two boys, ages 10 and 14, Taven and Caden Conwell. I'm from Terre Haute, Indiana, and I started my journey to Christ in a different way. I was arrested and then sent the ne- to the Next Step Foundation, which has been the best decision of my life. I did not know my father until then. Now I have, and his name is God. I have found positive role models here. I can't thank enough Andy Finters, Pastor Andy, and Matt McAdow. They really have saved my life. I love you guys for that. I accepted Christ in my heart the first day at church. I walked up to Pastor Andy and asked him to pray for me to just have some sort of contact with my boys, and he did. The very next day, I received a call from their mother asking if I was ready to start a new relationship with them. I was shocked. I then realized I had a father all along, and he'd always loved me. He was just waiting on me to reach out. This has changed my life and my boy's life. Thank you, Father God, and Christway for all you do. Love, Devin. Awesome, man. 
That was nuts that day. We were over here. I was standing over here, and, and, and you came up. Man, I'd like to see my boys. And the next day I see you, and you're like, bro, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> and she called you. Yeah, she called me out of nowhere. Yep, because God does stuff out of nowhere. God does stuff out of you're, you're coming out of nowhere. Yeah. You know who else, when, when you, Melinda was reading your thing, mm-hmm. you know who else came out of nowhere? Matt McAdow came out of nowhere. Andy Fenters came out of nowhere. I came out of nowhere. Like, we were in just stupid, ugly junk. God raised us up. And you know what I believe, partner? I believe this. You're thinking those guys, and there'll be someone get baptized, and they'll be saying, just need to say thanks to Devin. Because he showed me faith and light and truth. Thank you, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Hop in there. And you and I talked about this, that this is not something you've done before. Nope. The whole God thing is new. Yep. The whole deal. Whole new. <laughs> well, I feel privileged, and I think I can speak for this family here. We feel privileged and honored to be the church that you make these decisions in because we're blessed by it. You're blessed here today. You're going to take on Jesus, man. Man. Cowboys fan. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> Jesus fan, Cowboys fan. He's gonna. He's wearing. He's wearing the jersey. So if you want to hold your nose, I'll baptize you. Man, super proud of you. Love you. Thankful for all that God is doing. That work is not over. So I bless you with His presence, and His anointing. May His Spirit fill you. May he guide you as. He leads you and you listen. And the support of this church, his body will be with you. So I baptize you now into Christ. May you be filled with his spirit. Old things passed away, all things become new. Jesus. I do. There you go, man. All right, Rylan, here we go. This is entitled Life in a Year. It seemed like all my high school years, I was always searching for something that I could never find. Whether it was partying every weekend, getting a full scholarship to Indiana State, or even watching pornography, nothing was ever enough. I always had a big dream to play football at a big party school and live the college dream. Well, God had different plans for me. When I committed to Indiana State to play football, I was still searching for something that seemed so far out of reach. It wasn't until one random practice. One of my teammates asked a simple question, what does that cross on your neck mean to you? I was truly speechless and had no idea what to say. From that moment on, I was searching for something new, Jesus Christ. I then began asking questions and seeking Jesus in my everyday life. At first, it seemed impossible turning away from my old self, and I never imagined myself living the Christian lifestyle. God then surrounded me with some amazing friends named Ethan and Blake. 
Whether we were reading our Bibles when all of our friends were going out, serving, or holding each other accountable, accountable, I could not be more blessed that God put them in my life. But why get baptized now? Getting baptized has been something God has been calling me to do for a while now, but I'd not, I did not know where. It wasn't until I met a random guy who looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. Raise your hand, random guy. Hayden! <laughs> Leo, raise your hand. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Hayden walked up to me and asked where I went to church. I was previously attending Maryland with my friends, but it never felt like home. He then invited me to Christway, and I fell in love. I have never been surrounded by such welcoming and loving people. After meeting with Pastor Andy, hearing his story, and hearing how humble he truly is, I knew this was home. God has completely made me new and moved mountains in my life that I could never have moved on my own. Out with the old Amen. and in with the new. Amen. Amen, yes. <laughs> Dude, proud of you, pal. Here's, let me tell you something that's a, maybe a secret shouldn't be a secret. God reaching out to you, that thing, hey, what's that cross mean to you? Bumping into Leonardo. <laughs> All those kinds of things. So let me tell you what the truth is. The truth is that happens to a lot of people. Because God pursues us. Because God cares about us. He hunts us down. Not everybody says yes. Not everybody has the openness of heart that you're demonstrating. It's already demonstrated like you've done it. That openness of heart that when God prompts, you're open. You say yes. That will change your life. It will, it will allow a ministry to form in you bigger than you can imagine and people will be touched because of your saying yes so don't change that my man just let the Lord guide and you hear him and you say yes and we are thankful that the Lord is freeing you we're thankful for every church in this city that does a work for God the niche that Christway is when it fits with somebody we celebrate that and we're thankful that you're here Today, this is just an expression of all this change that's happening. And in the unknowns, the challenges, tomorrow, living for tomorrow, living for that next day, living for that moment of God guiding us, looking ahead. There's something that's in the scripture and it says, it tells us to flee youthful lust. Interesting that it says youthful because youthful lust is all about right now. Like a teenager doesn't think past the next 10 minutes. It's just what's happening right, right now. Don't, don't get caught in that. And you're not getting caught in that, right? You're looking out. You're preparing yourself. Today is preparation for something else. God's hand on you. Love you, man. Proud of you. Out with the old and in with the new. Isn't that our hope? That's what we all live. Out with the old, in with the new.
Does it feel like a post-football game spa in here? <laughs> a little better than that. Well, that's good. Good. <laughs> Man, I'm grateful for your faith. It's an inspiration to see how the Lord is working in your life. In all the timing of everything, how you trust. And circumstances are not the gauge. I told Emma this yesterday. I said, is God there? Is God with you? And are you in the right place? Those two things, that's all you got to look at. Is God with me? Do I believe I'm in the right place? And then circumstances be what they may. God will guide your path. Grateful for your faith and who he is and his work in your life. I baptize you into Christ, praying that his anointing rests on you. You're filled with his spirit. Old things passed away. All things may become new. All right, man. All right. All right, dude. All right. Today matters. Yes, sir. Today matters, man. Amen, amen. There you go. Let's give God some thanks in here. What do you say? Diverse group today. God's work. I just want to take a couple of minutes. Read to you. Galatians chapter 5. We've been reading through the New Testament, started in January, reading five chapters a week. First week, Matthew 1 through 5, right, and just working our way through. Now would be an excellent, excellent time to start or pick up or rejoin. Galatians is the Magna Carta of the church. It is the freedom book. It is the book that captures that green banner. And around here we say that salvation and freedom are not the same. You can be saved but not free. But I begin in chapter 5, verse 1. I was walking this earlier this week, Monday, Monday, Tuesday this week, and I was listening. I listened to the entire book of Galatians straight through during the walk. And as I was listening... I thought, read chapter 5 and 6. Read chapter 5 and 6. And I'm like, don't preach chapter 5 and 6. Read chapter 5 and 6. I'm pretty sure Paul was preaching, so I'm not sure I could do any better. So, <laughs> let's see. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I'm not going to make a commentary on everything. But right there, you know the reason that Jesus set you free? So you could be free. He's already set us free. He set us free so we can be free. So stand firm then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. 
Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he's obligated to obey the whole law. Who are you trying to be? Who, you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You've actually fallen away from grace. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Brothers, if I'm still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. And as for those agitators, I wish they'd just go the whole way and emasculate themselves. You, my brothers, you, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Can we say it together? Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So many times we try to quit sinning. That's the wrong focus. We're not trying to stop the bad. We're trying to attach to the good. And Jesus is that good. And we love him, and we do this. We live by the Spirit, and we don't have to worry about the other. We won't gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. Capital S, Spirit. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but, <laughs> but, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. But brothers, chapter 6. If someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. We're following the Spirit. We're following the leading of the Spirit. These four guys today follow the leading of the Spirit. 
We start that way. In, in Galatians chapter 3, Paul says, foolish Galatians, he calls them. He says, what are you doing? Starting in the spirit, now are you made perfect in the flesh? What would be the answer to that? Uh, no. <laughs> right? No. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Don't be deceived. Many of us know this verse. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Anybody need to hear that? Let us not become weary in well-doing, for at the proper time, there's a proper time, at the proper time, that's a trust, that's a trust statement, at the proper time, at the proper time. We'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, and that's what I'm encouraging you to today. As you have opportunity, what's it say? Do good. Do good. Look for opportunity. See opportunity. You see, this is not living to yourself. When you're living to yourself, you're all wrapped up in you, and that's a very small package. But when you look out, Old things passed away, all things become new. Talks about the way a person sees the world. It talks literally about the way a person sees Jesus. Like we used to see you this way, but now we see you this way. The question, the question that Ryland got, he was wearing this around his neck. Somebody asked, what does that mean to you? What he might have answered the day before they asked that question. And what he will answer tomorrow. I'm going to take a chance here. Different responses. <laughs> right now, I didn't even say it. I just thought about singing the old rugged cross. And my eyes got misty. I didn't even say it. I didn't even say it. In my mind, I'm saying on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross, suffering and shame. And though it's the course, I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. That may not be in your culture. That may not be on your playlist. But that's a song from my heritage. And I can start one of those verses, I can say the first three words of one of those verses and get misty. Because this means something different to me. It's changed. Every time you have opportunity, do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Do good to all people. Paul said it earlier, and I read it to you. The only thing that matters 
It's faith expressed in love. That's the only thing that matters. Paul wrote half of the New Testament. The Old Testament scriptures are not written to us. They're written for us. We reference them. They help us realize that we are insufficient. We cannot get the job done. We are not made righteous by the law. That's the entirety of the Old Testament. Paul wrote half of the New Testament. And having written all of those things, he says this. The only thing that matters is faith expressed in love. He says, see what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand? Those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. But the only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised obey the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your flesh. We may not have much connection with circumcised, uncircumcised, and all that deal, first century Judaism, but I think, I think we can get this. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is new creation. You can hold it right there. Circumcision or uncircumcision, what is that culturally for us? Are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? What's that? College educated, not college educated? Where do you fall on the socioeconomic spectrum? You from Terre Haute, Clinton, West T, Illinois? You Cubs fan, you Cardinals fan? Like, like what, what matters? None of it. Do good to all, especially the household of faith. If you are here, and you are walking in the faith of who Jesus is, salvation, family. Family. And this is a place that treasures humility, treasures the authenticity, which is freedom, the authenticity of our brokenness. Nobody's covering anything up. When we struggle, we struggle. When we struggle, we struggle. That's not a reflection on anything except we struggle. Nothing, not circumcision, not uncircumcision, not Baptist, not Presbyterian, not Catholic, not Pentecostal, not white, not black, none of it. The walls of this church are porous. You are welcome to come in. And if you need to leave, you're welcome to leave and come back and leave and come back and leave and come back. And it will be a community that welcomes you and the faith that we have in who Jesus is and what he's done. Because what counts is what we saw today. New a new creation does not happen because of some change in biometrics. It doesn't happen because of some shift in DNA. 
It doesn't happen because now you're sober and you weren't before. That's not it. New creation is this work of the Spirit. This work of the Spirit that we give place to, that we sit for, that we welcome, that listening. Paul said, Spirit, I wish somebody would have counted. I just read a chapter and a half. How many times the word spirit or spiritual? Spirit or spiritual. And I pointed out in one of those points, it was a capital S. That's Holy Spirit. Why would Paul have to say that so many times? Because it's a Holy Spirit. Like, like what do we know about like, Holy Spirit? It's this thing outside of us. But isn't it true that we're drawn? Just drawn. So my encouragement to you today, celebrating new creation, old things passed away, all things become new, and the hope, the hope for every single person in the room. You can be saved 50 years and not live free one minute, but you can be. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And when we walk in salvation, faith in who He is, I love to reference the first three of the 12 steps. The first three of the AA 12 steps. Number one, I'm a hot mess. Number two, there is a power greater than myself. And number three, I make a decision to surrender to that. That's salvation. I need a Savior Jesus is that Savior, and what do we say? Yes. Yes. Salvation. And then freedom to walk in honesty and transparency. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, so we don't have to be bound anymore. You see, when you're saved, you're brought out of Egypt. When you're free, Egypt is pulled out of you. Egypt pulled out of me. Old ways, old things, old thinking, but old things are passed away. All things become new. And then we walk in newness of life purpose. We call it redemption. We walk in the reasons that we were created, whatever they may be. Just think about the scope of connections from this beautiful congregation of people today. Where you live, if we drew a 10-mile circle just around your house. But the people that you're going to talk to, the people you touch, where you go in business, and just the ripples of that. And you leave here realizing, I'm saved, and I'm free, and I'm new creation. I'm walking in newness of life. I bless you with that today. I bless you with the realizations of it. The truth of it, the hope of it. Rylan, I don't know if I told you this, buddy. God was super gracious to me. He called me in April of my senior year to live for him when I was not living for him at all. He wanted me to live for him. And I said, uh, it's the last month of my senior year. Could we push this out to July? There were some parties I was planning on attending. And do you know what the Lord told me? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the Lord said to me. You ready? 
That's what he said. <laughs> Nothing. He called me, and that was that. And I thank God. I really, 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 really thank God that I said yes. Which might be the reason I encourage you and your buddies to say yes. Say yes. Because in that 30-day window, that last month of college, I didn't realize it until years later, I faced every one of my demons. I faced every one of the sin giants in my life. And it was hellish and hard. And I had a conversion on April 28th. And I graduated May 31st. I had a one-month window where God, by His grace, it didn't feel like grace. It felt like a beating. But the grace to be able to look at all of those and face them. And I wasn't like triumphantly singing in church. I was often sitting on a floor crying. I cried a lot in the month of May 1991. But it was through each one of those moments because do you know what was happening you know the opportunity he gave me to be new creation. New creation. New creation. So I encourage you, everyone in the room, just say yes. Just find yourself in that spot. Just say yes. Let me pray over you for myself as well. Lord Jesus, I'm so grateful for you. I am thankful that we celebrated your death and resurrection today. I'm thankful that we celebrate the death and resurrection of these four guys and we celebrate the death and resurrection in our own life. I am so thankful for that. I am thankful for the newness of life that you bring. I'm thankful for the hope and the promise that you give us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, this would be transformational among us. And we would realize that you call us to be new creation. New creation. <laughs> new creation. May we say yes. May we help each other. May we walk together by the power of your spirit. Let it be so. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.